We need some fun, funky music. Yeah, we do. At the beginning. It is our distinct privilege to bring you the Big Wiener Show. Sit back, relax, and enjoy our opinions on travel, wellness, pop culture, and the lives of Haley and Tim. Cheers. Welcome back to the Big Wiener Show. Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Did you not like that intro? I didn't. I was giving you a look. You were. You like, get so sing-songy. This is like not you in real life. You only you sing everything on the podcast. <laughs> in real life, you never do this. That means I'm comfortable in this space. This is a safe LGBT or you're safe using zone. singing to hide your fear of recording. I'm a producer. <laughs> well, I'm gonna come out with a gay country song. Wow, that's really original. <laughs> it's not like we just played one two episodes ago on the podcast. Mine's gonna be not as vulgar. Okay. It'll be about making sweet love sweet to your love. boyfriend. Yeah. That's my so straights. cute. Ew. Oh my God. We should come out with a gay song about straights. You say we, like I have any knowledge. You'll be like this. the backup singer. Okay. Like, yeah. Backup vocals. Well, we've got a guest in the studio today. The <laughs> long awaited <laughs> croissant queen. queen. Miss New York City. Corporate bitch. Miss Dirty Martini. Slayer. Mazda driving. Mazda be breaking down every two weeks driving it. Kathleen uh, Meaner. Welcome, welcome. Hello, hello. My friend and colleague. Mark. <laughs> I'm a Mother colleague. to Ar- Arthur. <laughs> yeah. Co- giant, extra large, horse-sized collie having ass bitch. Yes. Well, I would also like to mention that my name's actually Cath Daddy, but I love all of the <laughs> other names you said. Um, that's fine. But Here everyone calls in me a professional Daddy. setting, it's Kathleen Father or Father <laughs> Kathleen. Cath Daddy on the weekend. Got to keep it PG for the podcast. Today she clocks at 4 p.m. <laughs> Alter Cat ego Daddy. comes out. Cath Daddy comes out. 4.01 p.m. Well, Daddy's out. Cat Daddy's <laughs> out. The martinis are flowing. Yeah. Yes. Me and Kathleen have been friends for several years. Um the light in my life hilarious fun way too cool for charlotte this is why this is true as much as i'm gonna miss you i truly hope that you're moving to new york soon because you're that's the plan also it fits you you're a new york girl in a small southeastern city i know i feel like i live in a little small town in the middle of nowhere i'm kidding charlotte's huge also i would like to say that i wanted to be friends with Haley more than Haley wanted to be friends with me which never happens Everyone wants to be friends with, with me. Cat Daddy. <laughs> and so I you like, think no. <laughs> There's my ego showing. Yeah. Um, I Everyone just, wants to be kidding. friends. With I'm me. kidding, but I really wanted to be friends with Haley. It was like one weird kind of friendship. I was like, How'd you guys? How meet? do I have this girl like me? Um, I I always liked you. I love that. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? We met um, through like a volleyball. You were in a volleyball team, uh, rec. Oh beer yeah. league volleyball team that I had we had mutual friends in there so I would come and see the volleyball games yeah and then we did this um birthday party like pub crawl it was like a golf themed pub crawl Gosh. for our friend's birthday and we got slammed <laughs> I think that's the day I met you oh my you always say that I don't think so I swear I could have and I was just incredibly we drunk. were I swear that's the day I met you because I f- very much remember this party coming into one of the bars all in golf clothes. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It could have been us. It I don't remember us. it. It's a popular theme. Definitely then. That brings me back. Okay. Wild. And here we are. Yeah. Full circle. That definitely brings me back. Yeah. Because I think I met you outside of Broken. I don't even like remember meeting you in the setting. I remember meeting you at um, Queen Park Social. God, I don't remember that. Was I hammered? No, you were just kind of bitchy. Oh. You're like, hey. And I was like, hi, nice to meet you, whatever. And you were just like, oh, yeah, how's it going? And you were very dismissive. Now, look, I'm your bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I remember meeting you at Lost and Found one time, too. Yeah, but then you were not I, dismissive. You were just kind of like, the in second a zone. time I met you at Lost and Found, you were very sweet. It was your birthday. Jesus, I don't remember that. No, and we had do. like followed each other on social media. Oh, yeah. So, like, I knew who you were. So, it was like, Oh, hey, how's it going? And then you were just like, it's my birthday. I've got a table. Come up. Did you come up? No, we were literally, we came from like Seoul 
like the Korean barbecue oh. place. I was wearing like a men's carpenter shirt oh, and jeans. Like I did not expect to go out. I probably out. saw your outfit and I was like, I was like, wow, your trendy. style has changed. <laughs> we get a before it's and after. Even, I didn't like this shirt. I just, when me and Phil were shopping once, he like loved this shirt. He's like, this is the coolest shirt. And I was just like, he was hyping me up and he's like, you look so good. I bought it and I was like, I look like a lesbian. <laughs> this is like a lesbian work shirt. <laughs> I was like, I need to be true to myself. This is just not me. This you is like, have it? I think Phil liked the shirt for himself. That's crazy. <laughs> and then he was hyping me up on the shirt. No, I've since gotten rid of the shirt. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. That's how, now look how it comes full circle. Full circle. Here we oh. are on a podcast. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? We've got a fun topic today. Um, I think a very common topic. I think a lot of people will connect to this topic. Yeah. We're going to talk about therapy. Mental illness and therapy. <laughs> mental illness. I think we're all subject matter experts at this point <laughs> on mental illness. So. Disclaimer. Thank you, Lexapro, for sponsoring this podcast. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about your kind of antidepressants that you've been on. You're just on Lexapro. I'm yeah. on Wellbutrin Lexapro combo. <laughs> Shout out, Welly. <laughs> Um, I'm on the Prozac Wellbutrin Life. Oh, interesting. With a little bit of Concerta on the side. Okay. Oh. Wellbutrin, my ride or die. I love Wellbutrin. Like, I'll be 85 years old and I'll be popping the Wellbutrin. <laughs> 300 milligrams yeah. every day. It, I feel so, like when I'm just on Lexapro or like just on SSRI, I feel so like kind of like groggy. I don't know. Yeah. Not even but groggy. I feel like that's what I'm feeling it's now. Brain fog. It's just like brain fog. Yeah. That's it's what I th- not great. I think that's what I'm going through now. Cause you I've should been add in a little cocktail of Wobutrin. Ask talk to your I'm psychiatrist going to about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like now what well, I started we went to Napa in March, April, May, June, July. That's four months since I've been on my medication. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm why I'm so fucked up recently. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. I mean, I know you didn't. I said it myself. Well, <laughs> let's start with therapy. Yeah. So before you dive into <laughs> the get into drugs. wide world of drugs, <laughs> antidepressants. Um, At least it's not cocaine. Yeah. Right. No. But before we dive into that, first step would probably be to get a therapist. Yes. So how long have you been seeing a therapist, Kathleen? So my therapy journey is really weird. Actually, it's a little unconventional. But I'll say that I started on and off like speed dating therapy style like four or five years ago. And it was like back to back, back to back. Cause I was like, I don't like you. I don't like you. Mm. I just know within 10 minutes, if I'm feeling the vibes of that person. Um, and so I didn't start like true, true therapy until like February of this year. That's hard. Cause you have to re-explain all of your shit. Like keep coming up with it. Cause it takes like, what is it like four or five sessions for someone to like really understand you? Right. But like it's it also, it's a time saver. If you just meet someone, you're like, we don't jive. It's like, no, next. Right. And the fir- I remember the first one. Um, I'm such an ambiance person. And I walked into the office and the walls were like creamy yellow. Oh. I shit you not. It was like one couch. And this couch was a couch this individual found off the side of the road. And then a big armchair. So it's like big armchair crusty couch oh. and in the corner there was a wooden rocking chair just a kid's oh. rocking chair in the corner and i'm just sitting there like trying not to stare at it mm. and it was just really i i get this a lot with a lot of therapists they just want you to talk and i was yeah. like you have to a make the client feel comfortable oh. and you have to kind of pull it out of them most people yeah. are not therapy subject matter experts it's not fluid and so she just like would just stare at me and I was like, I, you got to help me. And her conclusion was, well, you know, I think you're fine. She's just like, she's like, well, <laughs> dead ass. And she was, um, she had told me, well, you know, you are, you take Xanax sometimes, right? And I was like, yeah, you know, your girl's got some anxiety. And she's like, I think it's the Xanax causing you to have your depression. So after that, I was like, I'm not. I'm not depressed, everybody. I'm fine. I just love Xanax. And, <laughs> and so I just tapered off. And then, yeah. And then I had some other random ones. But I found my real therapist starting in February. Guy or girl? Or does, is that too? Girl. Girl. And it's so weird. I've actually been following this therapist for like years. So it's weird because 
I two girls that I went to high school with. Like this therapist is one one of our like adopted moms, and then the aunt for the other. It's weird. Oh, it's like wow, a, that's weird. Yeah. Mm. So I knew about her because my friend like posted her on social media because she was like the host of the E show, famously single. And so she was like helping her aunt out with like promotions for it and like her stylist. So I was like, oh, this chick's cool as hell. So I just had always been following her to, you know, support. And then I think that, you know, last year I was just like, I need to talk to someone. I was like, I can't. I kept prolonging, prolonging. And I'm so picky about who I speak to. And it's weird. Since you hear someone on social media for so long, it's like I knew her before. You went we in. had yeah. our first session. Like she did a lot of like face to face video content, and so I feel like I kind of built like this weird connection of I feel like I trust you, but yeah. you're through social media, and I just willy nilly one day was like fuck it and filled out a form on the website, and cause she does more therapy for like relationships and mm. love and all of that, and that's you know obviously your girl's single, so I was like I don't think she would even <laughs> accept me. As a client, and then here there we are. are. Wow. Yeah, that's it was, awesome. It was a really, I don't think any therapist. That's a unique way of finding a therapist. Right. Just so, finding with someone on social media. Right. It's, yeah. Mean, how do you tell someone? Everyone's like, oh, how do you find? Like on it's, psychology today, I said, new. No. I, I would like, say the process of finding a therapist is extremely difficult. Tell me about it. Right. It's incredibly hard. Like, no one has availability. They're either not the good ones aren't accepting clients or the new ones don't take insurance yet. It's really tough I to think find that's it. Why or they I've just want to like be virtual. It. You gotta just dive in and just keep calling and meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. That's super unique the way because I'm only virtual. Found yours. So do you have virtual like meetings with yours? Yeah. Okay. And then when I'm in New York, I'll see yeah. her in person because oh, she's cool. she's in New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, her onboarding process is, I don't think any other therapist out there does what she does. So it's like a one hour, she gets to know you. And then it's a two and a half hour assessment as the next session. Oh, like two wow. and a half hours. And the paperwork out the ass. Okay. Every little question you could ever think of, she asks. Like That's wow. crazy. It's weird. And like your childhood, but detailed stuff. Or like, name, Do you have an example of like a question that she would ask? She would say, when is the last kind of, uh, you could do like your family fight uh-huh. or a, a fight that you've been in and you have to role play the entire thing out. Oh, And wow. you have to write it out. Like, I was upset about X, Y, Z. How did that person respond? How did you respond? And you have to type out the entire. Like a transcript. Of yes. The oh, wow. That's just, that was one of the wow. onboarding exercises. That's wild. Like to I me know. from the beginning, that would show me like she's committed into yeah. actually helping me instead That's of just collecting a paycheck. Incredibly oh, yeah. thorough. Because it takes a lot of thinking and, and like actual processing of the yeah. information you're saying, not just like, right. How, but how does it make you feel? Right. That's like the big joke on therapy, I think, or like oh. this, like, um, connotation that therapists are just like yeah collecting a paycheck to just keep repeating the same thing and you're just like talking and talking about yourself like you're just paying someone to sit there and talk about yourself and i also think social media and movies don't help that because every in the oh, movie yeah, the like therapy is a joke you think like still. people go to therapy and it's like and how do you feel about that as much as it's accepted i think in society it's there's still a little stigma i think yeah like there's this um Maybe it's subconscious still like society is kind of like, yeah, but I don't, I don't really need therapy. No. And a lot of cultures, I like think therapy is like showing weakness. Yeah. Like you're like maybe not for as much in like a female content, but a male content. Oh yeah. Like you're weak for going to therapy and showing emotion. Yeah. If you talk about your, or if you talk about your emotions, it makes them real or your fears or anything like that. If you bring them to the surface, it's bad. So there's this way of thinking it's like, no, if you just keep stuffing it down, like it doesn't exist, yeah. but it just comes up in so many different ways that it's, I think the general consensus is your feelings are going to come out eventually. Eventually. I think a lot of cultures too also think going to therapy is involving other people in your family business and it's like frowned upon yeah. to do that. I love the Sopranos. 
And that's kind of like the gist of the show. If you haven't watched The Sopranos, it's like this mob um, mob leader. He starts like having panic attacks. So he goes to therapy. And so it's like him like rewording everything to be able to talk to the therapist. And he's like so much stigma. Like he can't tell anyone that he's <laughs> seeing a therapist. It's very funny. Like he goes on Prozac and it's like changes his life. But he's like afraid to tell anyone because it's like such a stigma of like a big tough dude to be going to a therapist. therapist. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I didn't really, I haven't really shared that I'm in therapy with now everybody knows. We have millions of followers. Yeah. But millions know. and millions That's of listeners. That's what I'm saying. Like the world's you're, about to know. Like but you're about to blow up on social media just being in this room. There's one person that listens to this podcast from the Czech Republic. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like he's going to gossip. Or Wait she. till we post our eating hot dogs on the boat photo too. <laughs> it's going to, you're right. It's going to blow Cat up. Cat Daddy this is going to blow up. CNN. Kathleen Meaner. <laughs> He's a therapist. Cat Daddy's Cat big th- break <laughs> on the Big Wiener Show. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I didn't disclose it really to anybody. So, but it wasn't because of a, it wasn't a stigma thing. It just didn't come up. Yeah, and also I'm just a, I think everyone's I think you're like, a oh, private there's a person. I was like, there's a lot of people that just don't feel like sharing their shit. To yeah, people, that's you know? fair. Yeah, and I was like, I didn't share it because then I would have to explain, mm-hmm. and. I don't really feel like explaining things to everybody, right? And I think it's when you say you're you're going to therapy, people start looking at you differently, maybe, and being like, or people that don't understand what therapy is, like how it's just like, it can be everyday emotions that you're processing in there. It doesn't have to be this deep, traumatic wounds. Like once, like, yeah, like I feel like I've processed some of those wounds in therapy, but like now it's just maintenance sessions for the most part. Like some stuff comes up from now and again where I'm like, oh, this is probably based on my childhood, but it's not like unpacking these deep traumatic events that I'm hiding from. It's just like most of the time it's just day-to-day shit. Like why does it bug me so much to like be late to anything? Why do I, does that cause panic and anxiety in me to be like late to anything? Like how right. are we going to tackle this? Cause it's not normal and it's not benefiting me in any way. So it's like working with a therapist to figure out why I feel that way and like how like we can do exposure therapy or like different things to, help me get over that it's just resetting how your mind is wired a little bit it's like mindfulness it's improving your emotional intelligence and like after you've like a lot of it was like buried Mm -hmm. a lot of your emotions are buried and then it starts to come to fruition and then you're right it's just managing it yeah that's easier said than done but like yes that to the like just the physical benefits i think therapy has like it's been like widely studied how beneficial it is to like losing weight even like um sleeping better living longer like these are all things that come from therapy and just processing your emotions i bet you guys have been in therapy for more longer than me i went to therapy my first time was when i was in high school Um, oh high school yeah my mom took me to like a christian therapist jesus Bless it be. Yeah. Bless it be the fruit of that. That <laughs> yeah. therapist must have been intense. She was actually pretty cool, but I think it, I was just kind of like, I, I'm just like, this is not my vibe. My mom told like, me she was bringing me to a Christian therapist. I'd be like, this is conversion the, camp. Just the incredibly, <laughs> like incredibly organized religion or subscribing yeah. to a very specific set of rules that aren't necessarily from God. I that feel are like from I'd other people and men. I'm like, I don't. I, that's just not something I, yeah, and the judgment. I'm I like, feel like hey, I'd be very judged. I don't in high school. I mean, yeah. hmm. I'd be like, I had sex, and you'd be like, you had sex. <laughs> right? Then having to tell you I had sex with a so, man. I just wasn't a big fan of that. And then in college, I went and saw a therapist because I was just so overwhelmed. Um, a lot of anxiety. Like, uh, my parents were like going through a divorce at that time, or they were separated in the process of getting a divorce. And it was just like bringing up a lot of feelings for me of like, you know, just change uncertainty and started seeing like my past in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went and saw like the campus therapist there and uh, not the best experience either. Really? Again, Why? I went to a Christian college and so it was like a Baptist not Queens. I went oh. to grad school at Queens. Oh, right. I went to undergrad at Anderson and it was a Christian therapist. And I don't know. I was kind of like so numb. I was like, I'm not feeling a lot of things. And I just want to know like why, like, I feel like I used to have more like emotion. And now it's like, I feel so shut off from any emotional side of myself. 
and I was just in like just coping kind of mm-hmm. all the time. And he was just like, yeah, like it seems like you have like you have a selfish personality, maybe like some narcissistic tendencies. <gasps> and you guys know me. I'm not a narcissist at all. And I was really questioning. I was like, am I like a psychopath? Because I just don't feel anything. Right. Like wow. nothing would make me upset or like cry. It was just like I was going through a time where I was just feeling numb. Which I realize now it's probably depression. I was going through depression and it was just numb Your to like. Your body was shutting down. Yeah, it was like protecting emotion. It was overwhelmed. My body emotions. was like protecting me by not feeling things. And I, in return, I probably wasn't like the nicest person then. I think I was like colder. Like I didn't, I wasn't as empathetic as like, I know I'm a fairly empathetic person. Like I feel very deeply for other people and I just shut off that empathetic side of me just because I was only focused on like protecting myself. Yeah. And like making sure I was safe and. So that wasn't the best therapy experience either. Did no. you go back? Went a few times and then and I just stopped going. Like, I was like, this is making me feel this. worse. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm really looking at myself negatively. I'm like, I don't know. It did the opposite. Yeah. Complete op- it made things worse. It's like, I thought I was in a bad place and now I'm like, oh, I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you go home and then like, as you're sleeping at night, yeah. your mind is erasing. And then they're always like, the answer is to pray. And I'm like, what? Jesus. Not the only answer. Like, they're trained therapists. That's not like, you know, they use like, you know, cognitive behavior therapy. I'm sure they use those tools as well. Yes. But at that point, I was already like really not feeling organized religion. And it's like throwing that on top of, um, on top of everything. I was like, oh, it's like one more failure in my life. Yeah. Like, I'm not a good Baptist girl on top of that i'm not being a good baptist girl like on top of all the other failures in my life it's like one more reason i'm not good enough yeah it's just like that's way so heavy on you so yeah then i came here went through a terrible experience at a job awful like i had pretty bad ptsd from that job like when i finally um well, I was still in the job when I started going to therapy and I was there for like another year while I was seeing the therapist and just working through what was going on at work with her and kind of getting rid of some of unpacking some of the PTSD things I had from the job. And then, yeah, I've been with her ever since. So probably like three years. Oh, wow. Three plus years. Thank God you were talking to someone during that toxic work environment. Oh Most God. people don't. They have, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll talk with their coworkers that they yeah. confide, in, confide in. But other than that, I mean, you could have, like, buried that and it could have gotten way worse. I was, like, 23 years old. I was, like, and I was scared. It was just out of, like, it was in COVID when I was working. And I was, like, I don't know if I could find another job. And she really helped me set up boundaries with work and gave me confidence and kind of, like, empowered me. I think I'd in work before I was just like, you know, my only value is how hard of a worker I am. Like the more hours I put in, the harder I work, you know, the more of myself I give to this job, then I'm a better person. And that's not true. Like I'm a whole ass other person that doesn't work. That's just like into other shit. That's cool, funny. Like, you know, I love travel. I love eating food. Like I, like having opinions on other things that have nothing to do with work and putting energy like into exercise and like other things. It's like that side of myself that's me just like was slowly like dissipating. And it was just like work Haley was like the only Haley. It's like our careers define who we are. Oh, I know that is such an overly used term, but it sometimes it absorbs. But also it is your you're there Monday through Friday time. Yeah. Most of the time, more than 40 hours. It's normal to have like your career is your identity and focus. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's healthy or not, but for me it definitely wasn't because it wasn't a job that reflected my values. Right. Like there were values at the, that they had at the company that just didn't line up. And so it felt like I wasn't being my authentic self every day I showed up and it's like for 60 hours a week, I was being like fake Haley, you know, or like pushing my boundaries of what I think is like, right and ethical to you know be seen as successful Mm -hmm. but yeah that's my journey with therapy basically wow what about you tim i was in therapy as a kid because i had like a lot of learning disorders growing up in school so i was in like behavioral therapy i was in like educational therapy 
and I hated it because like my parents like would the therapist would use it as like things like oh we're going on this trip if you don't behave you can't go oh oh my yeah like punishment yeah so that's why I resent therapy so much yeah that makes so much sense that's and I was therapy. like young that's I was like in like, like elementary school yeah so I had no idea what therapy was um but recently I've had a, a, a quite the journey since moving to Charlotte and I think I've opened up the most now publicly on this but I think to you, both of you both people in this room and Phil about like my anxiety and having people invest in like actually helping me figure out my anxiety and overthinking so now I think the next portion is just going into a like a in-person therapist yeah virtual is great but I think like Kathleen it works for you because you have an established relationship with her like you felt like you already knew her like right. and she has this pretty in-depth process and that yeah I would not choose virtual yeah over in person I think most therapists just this new virtual thing came from COVID and then these therapists are like oh yeah this is sick like, I can see double the amount of people yeah I can see double the amount of people and then it's like there's less no-shows because people don't have don't get caught in traffic That's or true. stuff like that. And so it's like, oh, this is great. But it's like, I think there's something to be said about the value of a face-to-face conversation. Yeah. And you're able to open up so much more because there's so much more of like an emotional connection to someone when you're like looking at them and like you see your body language, like talking about 100%. things. And the therapist can pick up on more stuff too because you're expressing your like in different ways like your legs are crossed when they, they talk about a subject it's like i feel myself physically change sometimes like when we bring up topics in therapy i'm like I, my arms cross and the, my legs cross and i'm just like you know Ugh. oh yeah I, my i'm so obvious when i'm uncomfortable i'm like yeah. a little turtle in a shell my, you could like see yeah. me gradually like physically like protecting Start yourself sinking in my chair yeah <laughs> how we cope but yeah, the process of finding one, Tim, is very difficult. Yeah, it makes me want to not do it. I you would just can, say, keep at it. Yeah. You can also find therapy in other ways. Just saying, I mean, there are so many resources out there, like podcasts and TikTok. I'm not going to lie. I've, mm-hmm. I've found almost of greater value having like certain podcasts yeah. um, equivalent to a therapist, if I'm being completely honest. I think it's putting it into your weekly cycle of I'm going to listen to this podcast on this topic because this is what I want to focus on. Yeah. And then kind of like applying some of those learnings the following week, kind of like doing your own homework about it. Yeah. I'm just saying because therapy is not re- readily available for everybody. So I think that there's other, there's a lot of other opportunities. Yeah. It can be expensive, especially yeah. if they don't take your insurance. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure yours doesn't take insurance. Nope. So it's, it can be incredibly expensive, but also if like, if you're investing in yourself, I would say this is, life-changing like right. you want to feel like hot and you want to have fun like you know you want to have a good summer. time like yeah it's summer. like that literally starts with therapy right like you're gonna be an emotional wreck if you're like have you can't process emotions like outwardly and you're just hiding them like you're not gonna have fun and you're not gonna have the confidence to feel hot because you don't truly know yourself yet yeah you I've need someone money. to dig in there yeah and you will save money because yeah. you're like you know not processing your emotions by like shopping Dr- right drinking Truly. eating out like yes that's how you if those things adds if you, up those are ways that you're processing your emotions mm-hmm. you're like putting like a band-aid on it by you know going out and drinking like you know eating a bunch adds up being with like maybe people that don't bring up your feelings that are you know not going to challenge you to be a better person that's like a really safe avenue to go to be it's friends an escape. With. It's like the easiest escape. We've all done yeah. it before. Well, maybe not everyone, but I definitely have. I know I have. Probably definitely have. I think that's yes. when Haley and I met each other. I was at my. We were so we different. Were, like I said, we were hammered on this party. Like we were both. We were just both so tear. like internally, mentally unwell. Yeah, and we f- were feeding off of it. Oh I yeah, think that I mean, I was like that. when I first started here. Yeah, I was like, I think me six months ago. When I first started here, I was like overweight. I was miserable in my corporate job, working in nightlife, which is like terrible for someone. And then I started here. I started working out every day, surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And now I think 
me six months ago, even three months ago, I think I'm in a way different place. Not saying I'm perfect, yeah, but I agree. I've seen you grow immensely and you're able to process emotions in a way that's not like they're the emotions are like crawling to get out of you. And it's yeah. like these outbursts of like feelings because you don't process them when you're not in a heightened emotional state. Yeah. Right. You're able to process them when you're feeling calm and like talk <coughs> about things. And it's like, that's the best time to process them when it's, you know, there's no actual threat. Right. When you get fight or flighty, it's like, that's not the time to process the emotions. Right. Especially in relationships too. Relationship, being in a relationship like brought up a lot of things where I was like, I'm healed. I'm a healed ass bitch. Like I'm fine. I'm emotionally stable. Like I'm great. And then you get someone in that brings their triggers, that triggers you in a completely different way. And I'm like, so much shit is coming up right now that I need to work on for myself. Like that I need to know how to articulate to someone else. Like things that you do, your little patterns and like way of fixing things. Like if you're like a person that walks away, like I feel like I do that a lot. When like something stresses me out, I'm just like, I need a moment. Shut down. I'm gonna shut down. And I'm like, you can't do that when you're in a relationship. You can't just shut down. You have to come no. back to the subject. You can like take a break, but it's like, and you also don't want to force yourself to process something when you're in a heightened emotional state because then you're gonna say things that you don't really mean. Your logic is like gone. Haley, yeah. you are like a relationship queen. Queen, no, really. A lot of people have no idea how to function in we, relationships. Me and Phil go to a couple therapy, and it's like incredible. We have like a monthly. Well, everyone maintenance. should be doing that. Yeah, everyone. Just like a monthly maintenance meeting with our couple therapist. She's awesome. I love her. Like Phil loves her. Like we had really connected with her, That's and it's great. just it's good because it's like I wouldn't even know how to talk about these kind of things in like an intelligent way. And it's like so many things where they it's unpack like, it, man. and to have another person that asks you the right questions. Exactly. It's like, the, if you're like, you can fight all day and be like, the biggest thing is like, I feel like couples fight over like little things. Like it'll be like the dishwasher. It's like, you didn't unload the dishwasher. Like, which well, I didn't have time to, cause I was at work. More. And then you're like right. fighting about the resolution and it's not who's going to unload the dishwasher. Right. It's like, there's something deeper. You're who not actually last fighting. Yeah, you're not fighting about the dishwasher. There's like, like something who can bigger win? play. Who can win this and who can up the other person? Like, yeah. well, I had this all day. Well, I had this. Oh, you're a little, you did yeah. this. That means nothing so to it's me. It's like someone's feeling unseen here. Yeah. Right? Someone, I, it sounds like both people are feeling incredibly unseen and there's like a lack of compassion. You know what I heard recently? Someone was saying, you know how everyone's like, oh, a relationship is 50-50. And this woman, I think it was like a, TED talk she was like this is bullshit she's like it's not 50 50 and she was just saying that she was like listen me and my husband every morning or like at night we'll say percentage wise how we're feeling she's like hey bad day at work I'm at like a 20 30 today at like night and he's like okay I'll pick up the other like 80 percent or yeah. or if they're both having a bad day she's like I'm at a 20 he's like I'm at a 20 okay then we need to talk about it because we're both yeah on the low low Right. I so saw, wait, is that like, a, a real? Yeah, it was probably like a TED talk or some sort of I think I saw interview. And I thought it was incredible. I don't know. Yeah. I was like, that's it's. And then it goes just about going back to communication. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. I'm having a crappy day. And my team does that in the morning now. Like if I'm yeah. having a bad morning, I'm just like, hey, I'm really stressed because this is due in an hour. Just give me my time, because if you talk to me, I'm going to be an asshole. Yeah. Right. And they're like, oh. So she's not just being yeah. passive aggressive. We know why. You know, it's just like there's so much stuff that Phil says like he learns in couples therapy and he's like, I feel like I'm able to like use this at work. Right. He's like, Oh, this is triggering me. Applicable. Huh, why is it triggering me? It's like, mm -hmm. love that. See, it's it makes money. <laughs> therapy <laughs> makes money. It's just it's good for people to like it is mindfulness it's like the practice of mindfulness of like definitely in you instead of just going through life and being like i feel this way i feel this way like and so i'm just gonna act on that immediately like you said that and i didn't like it so fuck you like that's, so much that's what our like instinct is like our gut is just like you know taking over right but there's like a discipline to like slowing down why do i feel this way i'm gonna think before i say something <laughs> Right. Like, where is this coming from? Is it valid? Are the because there's thoughts spinning through your head all fucking day, and like probably half of them are based ignore most of on them. reality. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. much are just like, oh my god, like those like that those people are so annoying. Like they're the worst. Like they hate me, and it's like that's not based in reality at all. Right. Like I'm just like 
building this whole narrative off of like one experience that yeah wild wild big wild i think i le- i've learned a lot about what triggers me what triggers you like i i don't like being yelled at that like if someone's yelling at me mm-hmm or, or like raising their voice, I like yeah. completely shut down. Like you won't get anything out of me. I won't even look at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just done. So I don't like being like stern talking to or like a finger being pointed or being like, like when someone is like that to me, yeah. I'm like, that is a major childhood trigger to me Yeah. in general from just like growing up as a kid and then also being in ballet Ballet in the ballet world is extremely toxic because you always have to just be perfect. And there's always, there's like these floor to ceiling mirrors and there's someone picking out, there's a room of 30 people and in that room of 30 people, everyone thinks they're number one. And there's like parents watching you, there's scouts watching you, you're investing all this money and then you have a teacher saying like, you're not doing this or get this higher or suck this in. It's so critical. And then you also have the other 29 people in the room watching you or ripping, knowing that they're ripping you apart, being like, this is what I'm, I'm not doing because you need therapy from that. Just that experience. And it's a very extreme thing. Or like you go into an audition and there's 40, there's maybe 150 people in that audition, all wanting the same thing that you've busted your ass off all year for. And you have, 40 minutes to prove and like stand out out of 150 people of why you need this scholarship and why you deserve to spend the next five weeks at this camp. And you give it everything you possibly can for them to just say like, no, mm-hmm. like our competitions we do, the judges have mics and you get the, you get the recording after it of the shit they say to you. And some people are not nice. They're just I, like I like you'd be dancing. And they'll be like, mm, that, that sucked. Your foot looks terrible. And you have to like, our teachers would make us oh sit there, God. watch it and listen to it. Damn. It's like, okay, that's beneficial because I would want to know maybe I was doing something wrong. Yeah. But then I that see would the benefit, away But it's also like, mm. oh. what if they're like, mm, fat bitch. <laughs> You're like, oh my I, God. Well, there was one time I, we had, had like, we had like, a, shows. we had, we had like, there was one time because I would dance like from on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And I would have a 30 nice. minute break. And in that 30 minutes, I went from a three-hour ballet class to, like, my advanced placement class to lunch back to another three-hour ballet class. And the teacher there was, like, loved her to death. She was amazing. But we were wearing tight clothes, and I had a sandwich that day. And she goes, (laughs) after her lunch, and she goes, I can see your gut. You might want to suck it in. Damn. And, like, pointed at it in front of of 40 people. Oh. Tim never ate a sandwich ever. No, but like that's the thing of like ballet. Like you are so like trained and all your flaws are picked out. And like then you notice those flaws and you pick those flaws out. Yeah. So I don't like people like trigger for me is people yelling. I mean, I completely shut down. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate yelling too. I don't communicate well in that way. I don't communicate well in yelling. And then also just from my childhood being left out. Yeah. Is a really hard Mm. like Uh, neglect not neglect it's just being like left out or like last thought or last resort Mm. and it's a really hard thing in my adult career yeah to navigate yeah and in some sense if like that's what you're used to in a way that's what you're comfortable being and so you like subconsciously manifest that same with like women that like go after toxic men over and over again they're not saying oh i want to meet a toxic man but their subconscious is like this feels very comfortable. I know what'll happen. Like this is going to hide my anxiety. It's we're going to go back and forth. We're going to break up five times. Like this is comfortable for me now. And so it's like, you have to fight that and be like, I need to feel uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Life shouldn't feel comfortable. That's my, those are my (laughs) two, I think biggest triggers right now Yeah. that I've like come to the, like I found out and got to the bottom with it on my own and through conversations and situations that happened over the past couple months where I, now I need to like figure out how to like not think about it. Yeah. Sometimes I, I think fair. most of the time I feel like I just people don't want me around. That's not true. Like I've told myself That's before one of like those thoughts right. that it's not based in reality. No. Yeah. I've told myself before like if I just left my phone and disappeared, like who would be like Where's Tim? Where's Tim? Well, immediately the next day when you don't show up for the workout, I would text you. 
Do you know what I mean? Like some, that, that goes through reality. my thoughts sometimes. Yeah, but or then like, you think about it in reality. It's like, yeah, people would immediately notice me right. at work, my friends, my family. Like they would immediately know that I'm not here. It's 2023. We're all looking out for each other. I know. But that's what like I've also had ha- had had friend groups who like really didn't genuinely care about me. Yeah. Well, you know, that's why you got to let go of the friends that aren't the best for you. Yeah. And glad hold, I, glad close, I have hold close to the ones that are. <laughs> Should we hold hands? Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I have you guys, Kumbaya and I really mean that. Genuinely mean it's nice to have people that actually care about me. Yeah, and you can be open with. Yes, there are so many people that care about you. Like I know you care about me, but it's like like you surface don't, level. If I called you at three a.m. Yeah. in a panic, I don't think you would come and help me. Well, not you guys. I'm saying like certain people. I was that I like, know. if my phone was off, I wouldn't know. I was gonna say three a.m. is tough. I've got. I had to take a sleeping pill. I've got earplugs in. Actually, I, I wouldn't know, call me. Actually, at three. I, I would know, call I someone else. I would call Phil maybe. Yeah, I'd call who Phil. has insomnia? Call them. I know. Like, if I called Matt Shaven, let's say, yeah. I know he would pick up. Yeah, someone that keeps their Phil's sound probably wouldn't be on. Wait, who's I your almost, three? Who is everyone's three a.m. crisis person? My uh, friend, probably my friend Courtney. I don't have one. I think it would be me, me, myself, and I. Oh, I, don't I also have don't one ex- see us having a 3 a.m. crisis. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, know. I wouldn't be in a 3 a.m. crisis. It would be 2 a.m., you're right, when the bar closes. But I'm like, even if it's then, I hope like... <laughs> 11 p.m. <laughs> when the bar's opening, I'm yeah. my crisis. Literally, that's when I'm leaving the bar is 11 that's p.m. Not about, that's the not the worst. <laughs> There's still a line outside of the bar to get in. That's I'm, what I'm, I'm calling it my well. crisis. When I see that line start getting there at 11 p.m., I'm having my crisis mode like, I gotta go! I'm having a panic attack. The lines in Charlotte bars these days. I every time Terrible. I want to go out, I just see the line and I'm like, oh, that cured it. Never mind. I don't no. wait in Straight lines. home. I'm such a mom. I'm, I'm like, we're getting there at 930 because we don't want to wait. I want a dirty martini. I want to be double maybe fisting. Two. And, and then I want to go home. Out I feel like your alter PM. ego is Chris Jenner. Oh, my God. I love that. That's a great. That's the best compliment. Like, I heard. love being called Chris Jenner. I, I get, channel my inner Chris Jenner a lot. But I think you do too with the dirty martini aspect. Your alter ego is like food god. Help! I would re- no. Yeah. Take Who's that back. God? Take that back right now. Take that back right now. That's exactly something no. food god would say. No, my alter ego is Chris Jenner. But food god. you you taught me with the martinis because I can't do a dirty martini. You're not Chris Jenner. I'm Chris Jenner. Okay. That's not your alter ego. No. Maybe Kim. No. There, it's somebody I have to marinate on it. I think I it's, it's food god. Uh, it's not fucking food. Okay, god. well now I want to. <laughs> Yours is definitely is. Kendall. Kendall. Yes. Why does it have to be? It, she's like annoying as fuck. She doesn't even not. know how to slice a cucumber. Yours is definitely Kendall. <laughs> she's gorgeous though. You're definitely but Kendall. Personality. Your alter ego actually, no, honestly, like your married life altered ego, like engaged Haley, married life leading up to the wedding, wedding post Haley is a thousand percent Sophia Richie. Oh. We do have the exact same you engagement are ring. A thousand percent Sophia Richie. Fourth of July on the boat, you had like a slicked bun. You had your little like Fourth of July shirt. You had your jewelry on, and I saw you. I was just observing you from the side, and That's I was, I was like, like, "Hadid, you were just." She looks like Sophia Richie right now. Oh, I'll like, take that. She's like we gorgeous. go up to we go up to the house, and I look like shit. I'm sweating. I smell bad. <laughs> Sunscreen in my hair. Haley's like spraying her hair. Has a perfect slick bun. She has this cute little set on, and she's just like. Bouncing up there. She's bouncing. Oh, thanks, guys. And we're all melting. And I'm like dying and shoving down a hot dog that Kathleen made. <laughs> to be fair, we were all shoving down hot dogs. Yeah, because But we made, your we made alter hot ego is a thousand percent Sophia Richie. I'll take it. With She's a little bit gorgeous. of Olivia Copo. That's exactly what I was about to say because yeah. it's like a cross between. Hundred percent. I was going to say Olivia mm. for sure. I'll Definitely not Sophia. Sophia's a bitch. <laughs> no, she used to be. She's gotten better. Sophia. Yeah. Copo. I don't think oh. she's a bitch. What? Mm. Sophia Colpo? The tea got the tea got drama. Oh, I don't we were talking know about that sisters. last time. There was drama with Alex Earl. And you don't use TikTok enough. You don't use do I these you know I do my way. That's how you know she actually works. Is yeah. she goes on TikTok <laughs> once a month and then like she, she watches visits. all like fifteen TikToks I've sent her over the month. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, these are good. And now and then I'm up to like 5 a.m. just laughing my ass off. Oh my Everyone's God. like, Kathleen, this is so three months ago. And this I'm like, I, I saw the funniest TikTok last night and I meant to send it to you. Do you know how you sent me the one where it's like all um, you sent it to me the other day and it was like when all your funds are tied up? 
Yeah. There's and it's r- just you, you haven't returned all the items. <laughs> all, the, all your r- r- returns. Yes. There was one girl and she was, oh, do you know the crying brother? It's like, yeah. There was a girl and she's like, me making dinner. And she put two pieces of bread in then her revolve packages. Her <laughs> clothes come in as the meat. Oh my gosh. Um, have you seen on TikTok the therapist ones that they share their conversations with their therapist over text? No. No. Oh my God. I need to be on therapy talk. <gasps> Just start searching I'm for therapy it'll show up in your feed yeah. and my mind is blown like to me i really think like some of it's crossing the line i think yeah. a lot of it's like they cry wolf a little bit uh, and i was like, like i don't know i just would like, never what do is that an to example of something they said they would say oh my god there was just so many great ones i gotta think about I it i need to i'm on water talk right now I'm it was like, I'm, I'm going to jump off the building. Talk. I <laughs> stayed. It's not like, we're not talking about the fucking ocean gate. We're talking about like 1960s to current day submarines. Didn't you want to build a submarine? The engineer. I'm obsessed with them. I was into like aquatic animals for a while. <laughs> like I was deep into different aquatic animals. And then now I'm on to submarines. Like I'm obsessed with them. Haley's like, I need to build a submarine. They have nuclear missiles in these um shoots inside of them right next to where the beds are for the submarine people it they only reason they need to come up to the surface is to get food for the people they can be under there for months these people don't see the sunlight for months that sounds like your type of thing it's just like i mean yeah <laughs> i think it, your their skin is probably never better i mean these people probably, probably have Haley's like, like i'm building a submarine <laughs> put all my clothes in it and i will come up for only packages and food they have the most elite you have to be skin. horizontal yeah they don't have. They can walk around in these. They have a fucking cafeteria, Jesus. and it's like the like they net after they started using nuclear power in the subs, they can go on for like they don't need fuel, so they can go for twenty years or something. But the old ones used to run on diesel, and they they didn't have anything that created air like oxygen, so they'd have to go up and stick like a hole up on the surface to get oxygen. This sounds um. How far do they go down? <laughs> I think it's only like two hundred. 200 meters and they can stay there for a while 200 feet i don't know hmm. 200 the other day we were at it's not as deep as you would think oh mm-hmm. the other day we were sitting where were we oh we were getting lunch breakfast and Haley goes <laughs> i want a mercedes sprinter van with a bed in it that i can just drive around so when i'm tired i can just go nap <laughs> wouldn't it be nice yeah that would be really nice you know who does that scott disick Really? Yeah. He does? Yeah, he's all into the Mercedes vans. I would totally the Lord? be... The Lord, yes. Totally just pull over and be like, it's now Haley Lord. Haley, could you imagine just Haley like, going to an appointment and be like, oh, I need a nap. I feel like I maybe <sighs> I am Scott Disick. That's my alter ego. Uh, Black China. <laughs> he used to have a wiener dog, but now... Um, Sophia Richie took it. All the Kardashians had dogs and they all disappeared. And I, I want to know. know where the fuck all their dogs I went. I saw Kylie posted like a dog walker with like fucking 10 of those little Italian greyhounds the other day. I was like, she still got them. They're just like someone else is taking care so, of someone's full time job. Imagine oh, your job is to walk 10 dogs. You get paid a lot of money. Someone just posted. I think I saw it on Instagram. Every someone was posting. Anymore. No, someone's looking for a full time in, in London, a full time dog watcher for their dog and they make $125,000 in London. That's going to get you like two roommates. (laughs) Yeah. But still that's wild to take care of a dog. Like you make 125 a year. Like it's okay. Hypothetically, let's say it's in the Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Someone's paying you a hundred, six figures to watch their dog. Even 20 grand, um, even 20 grand a year. I'd be like, damn, I'd be rolling in it. Yeah. Extra 20 grand to walk the dog twice a day. Yeah. No, I, wa- it's I like, walk dogs no, a lot, it's like, but I'm not making that This dog that much. is like your full responsibility. Like one of them was like, the dog needs to fly on the jet to appointments and stuff. Like it oh was like, my God. it was like this dog was someone's life. I love dogs, but I'm like, they don't me, know. They don't know people. It's a dog. I mean, damn. They are going to be just as happy if you give them like some begging strips. Yeah. They, and you like... Let them roll the window down. Let them hang their ears out. They're going to be just as happy. They're not living any longer, people. They don't need okay. to go on the PJ. No. By themselves. I mean, we I was like, your wiener is going to I mean, your dog's going on the PJ. Yeah, but Makes he shits himself the minute he walks in it. Oh. He hasn't shit on the... Has he? Yes. Really? We were walking in the garage to the car the other day, and he just 
shitting yeah, as we're walking. Yeah, not on the plane. He doesn't shit on the plane. Not on the private plane. Never. No, it's always on the he tarmac while we're walking into standard. the FBO. He gets like nervous and he just shits himself. <laughs> like middle of the. Ta- <laughs> we were walking to Wilmington for Easter and we're walking from the tarmac. From the plane to the tarmac, and there's things he's just shitting in front of everyone. I'm like, I don't Air have Air traffic back. control. They're going to have to, like, close <laughs> down. No flights on the runway. There's a uh, tiny wiener dog. It's a liability. All right. Well, wow. This has been really Kathleen, good. Kathleen, I want you to come on more of our podcast. I, I would love Cat nothing Daddy. more. Cat Daddy. This was great. I was best. saying to Haley, when the house is done, we're going to actually have a cute studio. I think this is still a great and yeah. not an industrial studio. You have a dead We plan. would love to one day video. But two dead we plans. do want to do video too. That would take too a much work engineering. and engineering intelligence. Well, no, we could have just recorded ourselves. No, because you have to that. match it to the mic. Oh, you're it's right. It's very complicated. Okay. It's complicated. Yeah. But you know what I'm good at? What? Niche complicated things. You are. So I'm happy to figure that out one day. Her when expertise. I have more capacity in my life. She busy napping. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> I haven't taken a nap in like She has a, a job. Two days. I've got a two days since job, I took Kathleen. Kathleen, she has a job. Right. right. Well. Chris, on that note, Kathleen, K, Daddy. Chris Jenner. Out. Chris Jenner, Chris martinis. We, we're going to get martinis tonight. I'm going yep. to. Luke Combs. I'm going to Luke Combs. I'm wow. wearing my shit kickers. Wow. And my short overalls. All right. Farm boy. Interesting choice. Very interesting. Yesterday we're on our walk. Hold on, one story. Yesterday we're on our walk. <laughs> we could talk for hours. And I go, Haley, you want to come to Luke Combs? And she's like, that's just a whole untapped culture that I just don't see myself in. <laughs> and she's like, what did you just call him? I'm like, shit kicker. She's like, I just didn't need to know that associated with the country culture. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not in the country. You're culture. not? Oh, no. no. Oh, my God. I would like to stay away from it too. Run away. Do you guys hate me that I am? No. Okay, good. Uh, not at all. Did we not just we're talk not about mindfulness? Of, Did we we're not, not talk about mindfulness? Gay culture, but we're not like, oh, I hate that you're gay. <laughs> I think you are part of the gay culture. I loop you into it. I'll do something he's like, that's top energy. <laughs> Wait, I'm using that movie. That's some top energy. She's right like, there. I'll be like getting in the truck. And she'd be like, oh, let's go to the house. I'll be like, oh, let's she's like, let's take the truck. She's like, damn, this is top energy right now in the truck. <laughs> That's right. incredible. Well, well, on that note, happy, happy Friday. Weekend. Happy, happy Friday. weekend. Drink all the dirty martinis and eat a hot dog. Bye, wieners. Bye. <laughs>